Hey there, Angry Faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me. Because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing. We, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen. Open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on, and I messed up last episode. It's a 76th episode. We've actually done more than 76. No, this is, no, this is 78. Oh, Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. All right, so so all right, and, and and because I have this new microphone here, I have to just stand it up instead of there. We go. See now, everybody can hear me. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about Hornosine. Uh, it's a Swedish puck game. It's kind of like a farmer's golf. The puck goes uh, one hundred and eighty-six mile per hour. We're not going to use the uh, forbidden uh, uh, kilometer shit, uh, but. Uh, there we go. That's actually an interesting for basically okay. golf. Hey, you know, okay, so I'm sitting here looking at my backdrop and I see Grogu back here, right? You've got Bad Touch Bob, right? Yeah. We're not using that as fucking bad touch. Put it fucking back. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> I was like, so Grogu could show us where on Bad Touch Bob. No, we're not doing that either. No, no, we no. do not. We do. Uh, Grogu, we're, we're leaving Baby Yoda alone. We're using. We're leaving Baby. We're, leave, we're leaving the kid alone. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know that this episode, it's Thursday now, and it's probably not going to come out until a little bit later tonight. We're going to try to keep it really short. Um, I had to travel earlier this week, and um, it, it, (laughs) uh, yeah, I had to travel for personal reasons this week, and. uh, Yeah, and we don't have our extra host because he is doing stuff we he came in yesterday we just bullshitted for about an hour and then he had to go to bed but he i didn't expect him today after what he i i really didn't uh because he ended up having to do an event today uh it was uh it was only an hour away but he had a lot of prep time to do a bunch of other stuff for it but uh one of the so um our NFL picks this week are going to be just a little bit skewed, and um, 
That's because oh. the Thursday night game is currently going on right now. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, one last thing. One last thing, though. Uh, okay. Chris was right, and you were yeah, wrong. Yeah, Chris was right. Chris, if you're listening, which I know you are because, well, you're just that kind of a guy. You were right. You told me so. The Patriots absolutely spanked the the the, the Lions. We will get into that here in just a few minutes. That was um, spanking, but yeah, you're okay. Dude, they shut out the Lions. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um it's playoff baseball time, everybody. And and this is great. Um Seattle Johnny's time frame right now because dude, he, uh, he has a scroll. Seattle there. took out Toronto in two games. Um <laughs> the Padres uh beat the Mets in two games. Um, the thing about the Padres Mets game and game, well, no, the Padres beat the Mets in three games, but uh, the thing about game three between the Mets and the Padres, Joe Musgrove, who pitched for the 2017 Houston Astros when they won all, when they, when they went all the way, um, he, he was, he, he, he was on the mound for the Padres, um, for game three. And he was absolutely perfect. I think through like six and like five and five and five and two thirds or five and a third inning or something like that. He took a perfect game into the sixth inning, and uh, you know it just the Mets had absolutely no answer for him uh, at all. Um, so, it, it, I think it was during the seventh inning, the. Uh, Manager for for the New York Mets, Buck Showalter, ever, being the consummate showman that he is, uh, comes out. He calls the refs, or you know, the umpires over, and he's like, "I, I need you to go inspect uh, Joe Musgrove because we think we, he's using a foreign substance." Um, which we went over that earlier in the year, where sticky sticky substances, sticky stuff was banned by uh by MLB for for pitchers to use to, to you know to help them get grip on the ball that kind of thing. Um the only thing that's allowed anymore is re- uh, rosin. Yeah. But the, I mean the umpires went over there. I mean they they looked at his hands, they looked at his hat, they checked his glove. They even rubbed his sweaty ass red year, uh ears. And then they turned around and and looked at Buck uh you know looked at Buck Showalter and was like, "Yeah, he's good." You know. And you know, of course, Musgrove, he, he kind of took exception to that. And it fired him up a little bit. I mean, rightfully so, it should have. And um, he he commences to, you know, striking out the side. And, uh, well, no, not striking out the side, but he struck out the last two batters that he saw. And when, <laughs> when he was walking off the mound to go back to his dugout, he looks over at the New York dugout, and he kind of just goes – like that you know just kind of puts his fingers under his nose and just kind of throws a peace sign out at the you know at the new york dugout and i mean it was it was bad i mean new york the new york mets became the first team to win 100 games and lose in the first round of the playoffs jesus yeah um but uh, so, and then, you know, so Seattle took care of business up in Toronto. Uh, the, the Mariners hadn't been to the playoffs in 21 years and it was the longest playoff drought in major league history. And, um, you know, so 
they they go up to Toronto. Toronto was heavily favored, and, and some guys had Toronto picked to, to go all the way and, and win the World Series, um, or at the very least go to the World Series. But uh, you know, Toronto just kind of looked lost. And uh, in game two of that series, they they were up like seven, like uh, nine to nine to five or something like that, or nine to nine to three or something. I mean, the the Mariners, I think they were down at one point by seven runs, and so in the top of the ninth, the Mariners came back, not only tied the game, but they took the lead and then sent to, uh, the Toronto fan base home very unhappy. Um, you know, I mean, everybody was expecting Toronto to just completely blow Seattle out of the water. And, you know, I mean, now granted, Seattle's now down two games to nothing in the divisional series to the Astros, but um, that playoff series is fixing to shift back to Seattle uh for to tomorrow no well they're they're traveling tomorrow and then the the series resumes on saturday i think it is but um this single elimination no yeah it's single elimination i mean you're still playing a series so it's a best of and and, okay. and then and for the divisional series it's the best of five every year i'm gonna end up asking the same fucking question every year it's okay it's <laughs> okay. but uh with um you know with in the Phillies and the 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 Dodgers, they're tied up uh, a game apiece. Not in the Phillies and the Dodgers. Phillies and the Braves, they're tied up a game apiece. Uh, New York leads their series against the Cleveland Guardians at one game to nothing. Their game was postponed today because of rain. And then um, let's see, Seattle or, or San Diego and the Dodgers. During the regular season, they are division rivals, and they are tied at a game apiece right now. Um, so that that series shifted to San Diego. Uh, the series in it uh, for between Atlanta and Philadelphia that's up in Philadelphia now. Um, you know, so I mean, it's I mean, playoff baseball is just really fun to watch. Um, now, do. Do I expect the Cleveland Guardians to show up at some point and start actually playing baseball against the Yankees? Yeah, I do. Um, do I expect Seattle to at least pull out one game from their series, you know, uh, of, from the series between them and the Astros? Yeah, um, I do. I, 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 I expect Seattle to at least win one game. Um, I think ultimately, I think ultimately, and it's it, it pains me to say it, but I think Houston's gonna 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 get the better of Seattle. Um, I would love to see Cleveland beat New York, obviously, you know, being a Red Sox fan and everything. I love to see any time the Yankees lose. Um, I think Atlanta's going to, they're, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get everything together and they're going to finish. They're going to, they're going to take out Philadelphia and they're going to continue on in their quest to defend their world series championship from last year. Um, the Dodgers and the, and the Padres though, um, I mean, on paper, the Dodgers are going to win that series. Um, they they've got the uh, the series or the season series over the over the Padres. Uh, I think it was like six games to two or something like that. Um, but I, I I think that Seattle or San Diego is getting hot at the right time. I think that they're gonna they're gonna take care of. Uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be a five game series. It's going to go the distance uh, for, for the divisional series. And I think the Padres are going to come out on top. 
Um, and it's not because I don't like the Dodgers. It's just that I think that Seattle's getting a hot at the right time and they're, they're chippy enough right now that they think that they, they, they can win. Um, so, I mean, and, and, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get their bats coming alive at the opportune times. Their pitching, excuse me, their pitching staff is going to step up and it's, it's going to be an interesting postseason. Um, I would love to see uh, uh, an Atlanta Houston uh, repeat for the World Series, um, but at this point, I mean, I would, I would be okay also seeing the Padres in the World Series as well. Um, if it comes down to it, uh, you know, if if the Yankees finish off Cleveland and and the Astros finish off Seattle and it's going to be a New York, Houston, uh, ALCS. I'm begrudgingly going to have to pull for the Astros. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love to see Seattle get to the world series just because they've never been. In fact, they are the last major league baseball team who hasn't been to a world series really yeah um you know it's just like it's that joke where you can just you know it's got interchangeable parts i mean it's like you know it's just like what does a cowboys fan do after watching their team win the super bowl well they pack up the vcr and put the tape away but or or even uh uh she's a 10 but she's a cowboy fan well she's kind of 11 because she doesn't expect a ring Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to move on to football. We're going to, I'm just going to use that as a segue. Yeah. Um, uh, one one thing that happened before we get into the actual football, football stuff, there is actual football news. Uh, the Panthers, uh, Carolina Panthers, are shopping around for a new coach. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They fired their head coach. Um, Matt, so- Matt Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he got he got his pink slip to uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm gonna we're gonna kind of run down. I'm gonna go over our picks. I'm gonna type them in as I as I go, and then I'm just gonna shoot them over to you real quick, David, so that way we can get it posted. But yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna go over the picks for this week, and then we're gonna go over the scores from last week. Uh, I'm gonna jump into some NASCAR news real quick. Uh, then we're gonna get uh, joke time with Colin in in between that. So, um, all right, let me go ahead and do this then. All right, so what we're looking at is Washington and Chicago. They're playing right now. There's about 35 seconds left in the first quarter. The score is tied up at zero. So I think I'm going to take Chicago. Um, You're going with the Bears? I'm going with the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over. I'm going to go with uh, Chicago over Washington. Um. Helps if I could spell correctly. I-N-G-T-O-N. There we go. All right. Um, San Francisco versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, San Francisco's three and two. Atlanta's two and three. They're playing in Atlanta at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Or Mercedes-Benz Dome. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. Brown um, and like that call. Over the Falcons. And then um, we're looking at New England. Uh, 
after the beating that New, New England made? New England humbled me by doing what they did to the to the Lions. Um, <clears throat> Can't mess with the Belichick. Yeah, they're playing the Browns. Um, I think we're going to take the. I think we're going to take New England over the over the Browns. Good call. Um, the New York Football Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Um, Green Bay got. Uh, yeah, they 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 uh, they pried a defeat from the jaws of victory um, uh, last week uh, against the Giants uh, when they were playing in London. Um, so you know, I mean, Green Bay has got the talent. I mean, obviously, the record reflects it at this point. They're three and two, but they're just making bad decisions. Um, I'm going to pick the Jets. Um uh for this week's upset pick, um I'm going to I I got the Jets beating the Packers. That's all there is to it. Uh I know that there's going to be a lot of hate out there like oh what are you doing? I mean this is a no-brainer. Well, I would say that it's a no-brainer, but this isn't the same Jets team that we've seen over the last couple of years. Um I know that it's a bold pick, Cotton, you know, I'm waiting to see how that plays out for me. But at the end of the day, I'm just still kind of looking at it like, I mean, New York's kind of on a high right now. And Green Bay, you know, they're they're coming back from London. There's going to be a little bit of jet lag. I mean, these are professional athletes, and they should, you know, kind of get their shit together. But um, the, the, I, I think that, I think that the Packers are just kind of disjointed right now. And I think that the Jets are going to kind of take advantage of that. Now, going forward, we're talking about Jacksonville versus Indianapolis. Um, Jacksonville's kind of a train wreck right now at two and three. Indianapolis has got a two, two and one record. Um, I, I'm going to look at that record and I'm going to say two, two and one. I'm going to be like, I was there for the one, uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, man, you know what? I'm going to take the Colts on that one over the Jags. Um, so moving on, we're talking about Minnesota, who's four and one versus Miami. They're at Miami. Miami's three, uh, three and two right now. Uh, Miami, I mean, Miami, they had a promising start, but then they did the day, you know, the dolphins and the NFL did what they did to Tua. And it's just, I mean, ever since that, that story broke and you started seeing the video, of Tua just kind of stumbling around before he got tossed to the ground and locked up. You start seeing and hearing about a lot more players, um, you know, playing with and through concussions. I mean, Joe Burrow. Of the and We were uh, talking about this Monday, and you, you were saying it might be the helmets, and it could be, very well be. Yeah, I mean, it very well could be the new helmets. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, too, and there's there's concussion news uh, to talk about with NASCAR as well. We'll get to that in just a minute. So concussions are becoming a really big thing. And, and I think that, you know, they're sacrificing speed and comfort over safety. Um, I'm not saying that they need to wear those big, like air bladder helmets or anything like that. Like you see sometimes in practice, but I, I really, I really think that Somewhere along the line, these 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 neurosurgeons and these these experts on on concussions, and the competition committees and the safety committees, they are kind of just taking a backseat to the money that the league 
for the series is or you know that are making um yeah and, but I'm, I'm, getting even, back to our pick go ahead I'm getting back to our pick i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the vikings um i'm gonna take the vikings over the dolphins on that one because again the Miami Dolphins, they're really they're they're kind of a ship without a captain right now. They don't have really anybody that they can truly depend upon. Uh, I mean, yeah, their backup quarterback who's been starting for Tua since, you know, Tua got hurt uh, officially. Um I mean, he's got like little sparks of brilliance, but he's by no means a Cooper Rush. And, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not a Cooper Rush convert or anything like that, but I think Miami right now, they're just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we stated last week, and well, more specifically, like Chris stated last week, Miami's kind of an emotional wreck right now. And, you know, so I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that that's going to play into, you know, Minnesota's, uh, you know, wheelhouse. And, and at 4-1, Minnesota's leading their division anyway. So, um I mean, I know that on any given Sunday, anybody can lose, but on the same token, anybody can win. So, but I, I'm thinking I'm going to, we're going to take the Vikings over the Dolphins on that one. Now, moving on, we're talking about Cincinnati coming to New Orleans. Um, Joe Burrow uh, said that, you know, he's played with concussions. He suffers from headaches all the time. He's even played, uh, he's even blacked out during the second half of games and has played an entire half of games without remembering it at certain, you know, at some points last year. Um you know, so I mean, he he's going to be his shelf life isn't going to be very 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 uh, long uh, for this world if he keeps you know playing that way. Um, but the problem with that is is that if he were to take a you know take a week or two off or you know enter the concussion protocol, um, that the NFL just seems to willingly you know uh, amend this on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying stay in the pocket. I'm not saying step out on that field and and suit up for the sake of a win, because at the end of the day, this career is only going to be so finite and you've got the rest of your life to try to deal with these problems. And, you know, having been somebody, you know, having being somebody that, that, uh, well, let me rephrase that because I can speak English being somebody who has suffered concussions myself in the past, I know that, you know, I get those nasty concussion type headaches and, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's disorienting. It's, it's debilitating is what it is. And, you know, it, I mean, yeah, there's little tricks like, you know, it's like, okay, you take some Dramamine and go to sleep, you know, kind of a thing. Um, it's not a pain pill. So I'm not get a, getting addicted to pain medication or anything like that. I mean, these are just kind of like off the wall remedies that have worked. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the cure all, but I mean, somebody, from a concussion expert standpoint needs to step in and tell the league, Hey, look, we have an epidemic on our, on our hands and it, it needs to be addressed because we've got guys that are hitting harder. They are running faster. I mean, the pads have gotten lighter, but they have gotten, I don't, I don't necessarily know if the, if the, if the plastic that they're using in these helmets or in the plastic that they're using in these pads have gotten 
denser or whatever. I wonder if it's the same kind that they use for hockey because there was a fucking uh, YouTube uh, video. It's some kind of uh, orange plastic thing that's very manual, but once it's uh, hit by a a strong kinetic force, it it hardens. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's like a non-Newtonian, you know, fluid kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, But... I don't know. I mean, and this is one of the major reasons why I don't, I would prefer that my boys not play football. And that's just because it's like, especially at a young age, because yeah, especially at a young age, I mean, you can get a concussion anywhere, but with football, I mean, unless you've been playing since you were old enough to walk and playing with the same group of kids or playing under the same coach, that kind of a deal. Um, I mean, coaches these days, I mean, it almost seems like, especially with the peewee ranks that, you know, the coaches are teaching kids to run through people, you know, and they're using their pads as a weapon. And it's like, okay, they're going to put that kid on their back and, you know, and it almost just kind of seems like the game has gotten faster and with, with increased speeds, the kinetic energy that is just dissipated on impact is is has gone up tenfold and i think at a certain point um you know i think at a certain point the the technology for for the padding is going to have to catch up but i'm going to take the Bengals over the saints on this one uh just because i know that joe burrow and and company are going to be hungry they're going to be coming into new orleans uh new orleans is uh basically a home game for joe burrows he went to lsu um and you know he he won his national championship in that building. So uh, I'm I'm, th- I'm I'm taking Cincinnati over New Orleans on that one. I know the Saints fans that uh, that listen to us are going to be like, yeah, whatever, you're retarded. But you know, much like the uh, the ill-informed comedian Joker from the other night. God damn it! <laughs> I uh, I don't really give a fuck what you think. You know, I mean, she just wasn't funny. I'm sorry. She was not funny at all. She was not funny at all. Um, I mean, it's not as funny as the as as the four tooth woman, but whatever. God, um, hilarious. All right, so moving on, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the four and one New York Giants. I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm kind of leaning towards Baltimore on that one. Um. The Giants are playing great football right now. They're four and one, just like the the Cowboys are four and one, um, just like um, well, yeah, the Giants and and, and the Cowboys are four and one. Um, but I, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to take the Ravens um, this week. Didn't uh, just happen with the Ravens? Well, no. Uh, I mean they 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 played a pretty tight game uh, versus the. Uh, Oh, who? We'll go over who they played last week, but I don't think that they were in the news so much. Um, I just think that 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 their game last week it really came down to like a, it was a last second field goal. Um, so, I mean, like quite literally, very last second. Yeah, um, Justin they Tucker were, comes in. They and were going against the Bengals. to a forty-three oh, yard chip shot for him. Yeah, we'll get that at the end. Okay. Uh, moving on, Tip, uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady and company are going to go up to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. We're going to take Tampa Bay. 
We're going to take Brady all day over the Steelers because the Steelers are just not good right now. They're one and four. Um, I mean, that's going to be our no-brainer pick of the week. Watch. It's going to turn around and bite us in the ass. Um, okay, so moving on from there, Carolina, one and four Carolina, who's now without a head coach, is going to the two and three Rams. Um, Carolina has a reason that they're playing bad footballs because their head coach just blew and didn't know how to call a game. But the LA Rams are just kind of like uh, they're two and three. They're a losing. They have a losing record. The defending Super Bowl champions have a two and three record right now going into week five. I mean, a week six rather. But um, you know, I'm 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 just uh, I'm not. I haven't been impressed. I mean, Matt Stafford's kind of returning back to his Matt Stafford days of of yore when he was playing in Detroit. Um, I mean, the offensive line is not blocking for anything. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that he's got Cooper Cup as a wide receiver, he wouldn't have any targets that he could depend on to catch the ball. Um, I mean, even the defense has just been playing kind of lackadaisical. I mean, last week when the when the 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 Cowboys went into SoFi Stadium to play the Rams, I mean, it was really no contest. I mean, it was all Cowboys all day long. I mean, they led from the fir- I mean, from the first possession. And you're looking back at the film, and you're going, "But Johnny." The Rams got the first possession. Well, I'm glad that you noticed that. Thank you for skillfully participating in this conversation. If you look at the film tape, you look at the highlights. I I think it was like the second or first or second play from scrimmage. (laughs) The Rams snapped the ball, fumbled it. Demarcus Lawrence, or no, it wasn't Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, One of the defensive uh, linemen for, uh, for the Cowboys picked up the ball and ran it back. I mean... The defense put up a, a touchdown before anybody else knew, you know, before anybody figured that they were, you know, that the game had started. Um, and just the Cowboys just didn't look back from there. Um, they they protected Cooper Rush in the pocket for most of the day. Um, you know, their, their, their running game, they were just shoving it. I mean, they were just running the ball. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the receiving game, the passing game was kind of picking up some of the slack there. It just they they looked really dogged. I mean, they looked very lethargic. They just looked like they kind of weren't in that. You know, their heads weren't there. Um, that being said, I think Carolina's in just that much of a of dis, you know of a of a of a disarray. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Carolina's going to give them a run for the money, but ultimately, I think the Rams are going to take it over the over the Panthers. Um, uh, for this week. Uh, moving on, we're talking about Arizona going up to Seattle. Uh, neither team is playing inspired football right now. They both have losing records at two and three. But um, I think that Seattle's just a little bit worse off than people think they are. Uh, I mean, I know that they're playing a home game, and that's the loudest stadium in the league. But, you know, I, I don't think that that's going to be enough. I I think that uh, Arizona is going to take it over the Seahawks. And I know that uh, a few people that I know that live in the Washington, you know, in the Seattle area or around Puget Sound, um, you know, that they're diehard Seahawks fans. And they're, they're probably like, I regret ever meeting you kind of a thing right now, but I, I just don't really care. Um, there's a couple of really great games um, on Sunday. Buffalo, who is 4-1, is going to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are also at 4-1 that game. Um, it's, it's a rematch of last year's AFC title match. Um, 
Oh no, that's not true. Um, Buffalo, it's 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 a rematch of a playoff game because I think it was Buffalo that played Kansas City. Um, Kansas City ultimately ended up kind of just outlasting Buffalo before they ultimately lost to the to the Bengals. Before the Bengals, who the who them themselves lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl, but um, and I don't know why, man. I just I just don't know why. I, I know that I know that the Chiefs really kind of squeaked one out, and they really, I say squeaked one out, but they they really felt like last week's game. Last week's game was a kind of a statement game, but I think Buffalo. Man, Buffalo is dangerous, man. I mean, just uh, their quarterback is just too damn good. Um, you can't, you you can, you know, you can't, you can't keep, you know, bringing that same product out every week and expect it to win every week. I think Buffalo is going to figure it out this time around. Um, this is going to be the surprise pick. Um, I think not, not the upset pick of the week where we're talking about the Jets over the Packers. I think this is the surprise pick because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, well, they're playing in Kansas City. Buffalo's coming in. They really don't have a lot of, you know, pull. But I think I think the Bills Mafia is going to show up and show out. And I think that the uh, I think that the 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 Bills are going to take it. Uh, to, you know, they're going to walk out of there with the W over the Chiefs. Um the Sunday night game is going to be Dallas, who is four and one, coming into Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is five and zero right now, and they uh, they uh, they have the division lead right now. But I think that you know Philadelphia really hasn't been playing anybody, um, anybody important at least. Yeah. Um, so I, I I honestly think, and and it's not just because you know by attrition that the the Cowboys have become my team, so to speak. But um, it's okay, man. If you uh, if you uh, feel those scars on the back, because you it's always... not so much that I feel the scars on my back because I'm not being asked to change my name to Toby, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, that was a reach of a joke right there. Yeah, that's the um, I got it. I, I think I just I think that you know, I think Dallas is playing solid football. They're they're playing inspired football. Yeah, they're, they're really kind of a team out on a mission right now. Dak Prescott has already been ruled out for the coming week. There was some talks that he was going to be the starter coming into Philadelphia, but um, it's I don't one know if he's had a, I don't know if he's uh, had a setback or not. But uh, I know that the surgery that he had on his hand um, really I don't I don't think that they're I, don't, I, I, I really think that they thought he was going to be further along. Look for Dak to maybe come back next week. But um, Cooper I, Rush give is another, I give it two weeks because hand surgery is totally different. Because if he's it is, it is, and he needs to be able to prove that he can grip that ball and throw it the way that it needs to be thrown. Um, I look for Dallas to take their balanced attack. There, I mean, they've really went from a very pass heavy team to more of a 50 50 run pass team, and you know, it's just kind of reminiscent of the old school smash mouth football. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm picking Dallas, um. Over the Eagles. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just it. Um, 
which you know, is going to make Dallas five and one. It's also going to make Philadelphia five and one. Now on record, Dallas and Philadelphia after the end of Sunday night should have the same winning percentage, but Dallas will actually hold sole possession of first place in the NFC East after Sunday night, because they will have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. So that's what we're going to put our mark on. We're going to, we're going to put our money on Dallas. Uh, I, I think it's my, it might be like a 10 point game. I mean, honestly, I think it is. Um, Going into Monday night, we're looking at uh, Denver uh, playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, neither team is playing well, but I'm going to take the Chargers on that one because Russell uh, Russell Wilson's just playing that poorly. So we're we're going to take the Chargers over the Donkeys of Denver. So um, let's kind of recap that real quick. Then we're going to jump into the scores from last week, but uh, Chicago over Washington. I love how I can't say the word Chicago without going Chicago, um, Chicago. You're <laughs> <I can do laughs> still doing it, man. Chicago over Washington, the Niners over the Falcons, New England over the Browns, uh, Jets over the Packers, Colts over the Jags, Vikings over the Dolphins, Cincinnati to beat New Orleans, Ravens over the Giants, Tampa Bay over the Steelers. Rams over the Panthers, Arizona over the Seahawks. Buffalo is going to go into Kansas City and shock the world. Um, the Dallas is going to beat up on the Eagles, and the Chargers are going to beat the Broncos. So let me go ahead and get, get that call to you real quick. Do what now? You want to get a hold of Colin? It's not over. Yeah, that's what I'm fixing to do right now. Okay. Let me do that. I'll get this set up. So there's that. All right. So I sent you that link. All right. So let me get the direction or the directional mic set up here. There we go. I'm going to turn off the sound for just a minute. All right. Can you hear me now, David? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine now. Okay. Colin, you still there? Oh my God in heaven. Colin, can you still hear me? You you need to yes, use yes, words. Okay. Okay. David, can you hear us? Wow. Yes, perfectly fine. Okay. All right. Let before me do your intro. You hear, no, before you before you couldn't hear me, I could hear David. Okay. All right. So let me let me do the intro here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is that time, once again, where my offspring enters into the arena. He enters the chat. He brings forth holy Armageddon of humor. It is joke time with Colin. All right, bud. Let's go. Why can't gay people join the army? Because they can't shoot straight. Uh, uh, wow. Um, mm. Wow. That's that's funny. That's sad and funny. Yep. David, your your microphone's way down, dude. I can barely hear you. Mine? Yeah. 
It must be on your end because all my stuff is up, up, up. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, bud. I know that we don't get to get this weekend, but we're going to get next weekend. Yeah. So, uh, I love you. Give your brother yeah. a hug for me. And I will call you later, okay? Wait, I got, I got one more thing. Oh, you got one more? No. This, I want you to spell it out once I say it. I will see you in T. I will... Okay, you got the word spelled in your head? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I will see you later. I will see you late next time. You know what? We should... (laughs) Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. I've got got it. I've got it. (laughs) David, I have just had an epiphany. Okay. I'm going to do that at the end of... No, 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 no. We need to copyright that, right? Okay. Check it out. Copyright it, dude. (laughs) That is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, angry faithful of all ages. Hey, Sally Curl. That is my genetic code on display for your eyes and your ears. I I hope and pray that not only did he feel you or leave you feeling like you needed to go to church, but he left your ear holes as used up and put away as wet as a disheveled hooker. (laughs) <laughs> Colin, mm-hmm. I see you in T. Yep. Wait, hon, what, how far are my jokes reaching now? Because Gabriel doesn't believe me. David, do you want to give him the rundown on how our viewership or listenership in the UK has gone up 17%? No, not 17, 7. Oh, is it 7? I thought it was 17. No, it's 7. It's gone up 7? But he's it's still gone getting up to 7. We were only at like 1%, now we're at 7. Yeah. We're also getting uh, Australia and some other place. I think Germany, too. Yeah, Australia and Germany. So there you go, Colin. You have become you a international, an international phenomenon. Bow before his sputitude. Yep. <laughs> All right, bud. I love you 3,000. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Joke time with Colin, everybody. Brought to you by me. <laughs> now you gotta turn your mic towards you again. Yeah. Right there. See? Right there. There we go. Awesome. The view, my wife is sticking her head in. Come here. Oh, he's going to bed? Okay. Oh. So while so Colin's uh, joke of the week this week. Was um, why can't gay people join the military? Because they can't shoot straight. Right. But then he came up with something we're going to try very hard to get copyrighted. Spell this out in your head. I-C-U-N-T.
right? You got the word, right? It's I, or yeah, I'll see you next time. I can't. <laughs> While Johnny's getting his kisses and everything, other football news, Texas obliterated OU. Oh, Texas and Oklahoma in the Red River or Red River rivalry, the Red River the shootout at the Cotton Bowl, at the at the State Fair. Texas, man, I mean, you know, I tell you. <laughs> I would, you know, those, those digital billboards that you see that text dots got where they put like the, the warnings on there and stuff like, you know, it's not a race, stay alive, give space, that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were completely savage. I for, I can't find it now and I can't, you know what, let me see if I can find it. it I mean, it, I'll find even, it. You go up with the even text dot was getting in on it. 49 to nothing. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, images. Um, one sign says, "Horns up, phones down. It can wait. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Buckle up." Um, let me see here. Let me see. Oh, let them pass just like the OU defense does. Yeah. Um, Let me see here. There was a couple more. I mean, there was one. It was like Boomer Sooner. Um, It it was like Boomer Sooner. Uh, It it was a play on Boomer Sooner, right? Which is what, for whatever reason, OU talks about. Boomer Sooner. It's like, oh, okay. Um. I mean, it it just kind of, I don't know. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, let people pass you just like OU's defense. Better hook them or we'll book them, buckle up. <laughs> it's just like, whew, man, I mean, it was savage, dude. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, oh, the, the game of the week, Saturday, Tennessee is hosting Undefeated five and zero Tennessee is hosting undefeated five and zero Alabama. You know the roll tide is not gonna roll tide is not gonna roll through Tennessee. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, Tennessee is gonna give them a run for their money. I mean, I honestly think that I think that Tennessee is gonna actually have a chance to beat Alabama (laughs) this year. I really do. Um, I mean, because their quarterback is just playing. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, Justin did one. Justin did one. Hold on. Let me see if I can find his. Okay. Uh, No. No. Let me turn my sound now. Oh, our TikTok's almost to 100. Oh yeah. There we go. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. Uh let me turn this up. Your house. Hey, it's about time for bed, Bubba. 
One question. Why does Tennessee wear that ugly orange? Well, so they can root for the volunteers on Saturday. They can go hunting on Sunday and pick garbage up on the side of the road on Monday. Oh, roll tide. Roll tide. Hey, it's about. Yeah, I saw that. There he is. Anyways, uh, so the uh, rest of the sports news, uh, uh, your your humble humbleness on this one after going against yeah, the so great me, Chris. Um, hold on, let me let me see if I can. I don't know why you would go against uh, Nantris. You know what? Shut up! I'm 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 the prophet, Chris. The pro- the prophet, the prophet. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, da, 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 da. All right. I'll make this super, super fast. I know. I know. I'm working on it. Shut up. Okay. All right. So last week I had Denver over in Indianapolis. Got that one wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, Green Bay over the New York Giants. We got that one wrong. Buffalo over Pittsburgh, kind of a no-brainer there. We had Cleveland over to the Chargers. Um, Chargers barely got that one. Um, Jacksonville over Houston, kind of a no-brainer there. I mean, as bad as Jacksonville is, Houston's even worse. Um, Minnesota over Chicago, Chicago. Um, Detroit over New England, yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, listening audience, Viewing audience, international, national, domestic, foreign, all that good stuff. If it wasn't for the fact that I am currently full from having a full meal tonight, smoked pork chops, and we're talking one-inch thick pork chops, couscous, green beans, and finished it off with a bowl full of dark chocolate drizzled, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream i would be eating a plate full of crow right now chris if you're listening you told me so however in true infantry fashion i need to add a caveat to that don't let your head get too big because like your belly If your head gets too big, it'll prevent you from seeing what's left of your small shriveled dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. And you're doing the whole thing. So we had Seattle over New Orleans. Uh, forget how that one went. Let me get the scores from last week. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, the the Chargers beat the Bills. Well, actually, no, the Texans did beat the Jaguars. So the Texans did crack the the, the win column. And I I was remiss because there's no Texans game this week because they're on a bye week. Um, The Bears dropped dropped a game to the the Vikings. Um, The Lions shit a goose egg. They They laid an egg. That's what they did. 29 to nothing to the Patriots. The Seattle Seahawks go into the Superdome in New Orleans 
and lost or, or and lost. So we got that one wrong. Um, Miami lost to the Jets. We had it going the no, we had that one right. We had Jets over Miami. Yeah, Tampa Bay over Atlanta. Atlanta has yet to beat Tom Brady. They have not beaten Tom Brady yet. Just putting that out there. 15 to 21. No, that's why he's the GOAT. The GOAT, son. And he's the GOAT who's fixing to get very single very fast. There's hope for you yet, David. I'm just saying. Uh, The Titans beat the Commanders. So we had that one right. Um, The 49ers over the Panthers. We had that one correct. We had Arizona over... I mean, uh, Philadelphia over Arizona, so we got that one right. I had Dallas beating the Rams, and if I remember correctly, somebody told me that that wasn't going to happen. I'm a fucking moron. I'll be the first one to tell everybody. (laughs) I mean, if anybody comes up to me and it's like, how could you even think that would work? Because I'm a fucking moron. That's why. Yeah. I'm well, surprised we had the Bengals to breathe by myself. Yeah, we had the Bengals over the over Baltimore. We had that one wrong because Baltimore ended up beating the Bengals and on that last second Justin Tucker field goal. Yeah, that was um, that was a that was a good that was a good game. That was a good game. It was a really good game. And then the Chiefs over the Raiders. Um what's funny about the Raiders, Devontae Adams, the wide receiver for the Raiders, um, shoved a uh photographer walking back into the tunnel after the game the photographer was taken to the hospital because he's a little pussy who couldn't take you know can't can't take a spill um gets treatment for said injuries and then what was it a uterus injury yeah it was it was a uterine lining injury um and then he's gonna be that one random person that trips across this podcast that you know this coming week and those motherfuckers like, those motherfuckers i'm gonna sue them for defamation like bring it dude i ain't got shit for you to win anyway so whatever bring it if you want um, dreams and shining rocks you can go ahead and take those hopes and dreams and they're shattered they're shattered just <laughs> yeah, like your yeah. mom's spine when she fell off the pole um <laughs> anyways um it was funny because the Raiders Twitter account was like now embracing Devontae Adams as a true Raider because he didn't apologize. Mm. You know, he's like, now he's a real Raider, you know? And I'm like, just that's comedy gold right there. But uh, the league is looking at suspending him. I think the league actually did suspend him for two games. Um, He's looking at possible assault charges. I'm just like, come on, man. I mean, should he have done it? No. Uh, did the did the did the photographer need to press charges? No, dude. Take your lumps. Here, here's on. another thing: is is the did the photographer get into his face? I mean, real. I mean, he kind of did. I mean, yeah. he stepped in front of Devontae Adams in that tunnel, snapping pictures, and Devontae Adams was just like, Poof, whatever, get the fuck out of my face. So. I mean, Do I blame Devontae? No, I don't. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. I mean, you're you're basically getting into somebody's grill in their office. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It. It's not like one of those camera guys killed a freaking royalty or anything like that. So you can't be like really right. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it would be different. Oh, actually, no, it's not any different. I mean, it's, I don't have any prompt. I don't, I don't have any kind of like sympathy to any kind of dog related. Well, you know what? You know what? I'll tell you something. I think that this is the universe trying to make an attempt to write itself because the last time that a photographer went into a tunnel, Princess Diana was killed. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... That's what I was trying to get at, too. <laughs> okay. So I just, I, I articulated the thought process. Okay. There awesome. we go. I didn't know that we're on the same sheet. Yeah. All right. So um, NASCAR news. All right. So. There was an elimination race at the Roval, the road course slash the the uh, oval slash road course at Charlotte. That's why they call it the Roval. Road, oval, Roval, get it? It's a play on words. Yay. Anyways, it was kind of a boring race. Um, passing was a premium. Um, cars weren't catching fire or anything like that, but cars were breaking. Toe-in links, uh, uh, control arms, things of that nature. Um there's uh yeah i just kyle larson our defending champion has been eliminated from the playoffs because of his finishing position there's there's controversy involving that uh chase briscoe who drives the number 41 car um oh well no i'm getting that wrong hold on Oh, come on. I saw it. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the Stuart Haas team had a driver that was able to, uh, no, Chase Briscoe drives a 14 car. That's what it is. And then uh, Cole Custer, who's driving the 41 car for Stuart Haas racing, he basically dove into uh, a chicane on the back end on the back side of the track probably about i don't know 120 130 miles an hour slammed mm-hmm. on his brakes basically impeded i mean he dove into the racing groove there was no absolutely no way that he was going to make that turn to get through those chicanes without using another car as a pick and when he did that in the process it it held up a bunch of other cars. Now you're going to hear a bunch of people that are talking about, well, isn't that the point of teams where you can help your teammates out? Yes and no. Um, I think that there was some deliberate manipulation being done. Um, I know that people like Parker Kligerman um, would probably argue with that, that point, and he has argued that point um, on his TikTok page. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Cole Custer – I mean, he, he kind of screwed over a lot of people and, uh, you know, there, there's, there was a, uh, a piece of, uh, advertising. There was a sign that had come off of one of the uh, inside walls that had come detached and, and actually found its way onto the track, but it was in the outside groove. Um, in that particular section of the track, everything was single file racing. And that sign was in a bunch of 
tire debris and it was what they call the marbles right you know the white you know the rubber as it heats up it beads off and kicks yeah, off the tire really right over this yeah so that sign was actually laying in a spot of marbles and it was just tire debris and junk and it was outside the racing groove well nascar felt that it was necessary to throw a caution um chase elliott was leading the race at that point uh, by a considerable margin. Uh, all he had to do was hit his marks. He could have just kind of run his way to the checker flag. They bunched the field back up. And that unnecessary caution caused an additional restart after that. It cost a bunch of people playoff spots. And the better part of about three to four hundred thousand dollars worth of crash damage done to different race cars all throughout the field. Because when you do a restart that late in the race, it's a green white checker restart, right? Um, everybody's trying to get in and trying to get as much track position as possible on those restarts, and they will be willing to move anybody and everybody out of the way especially the playoff drivers that were close to the cutoff line that were in danger of being eliminated because this was an elimination race. So, um, you know, it, it really, I, I think that the, the caution didn't need to get thrown. Um, I mean, cause you had cars spinning all over the track, but they were able to get going again. And normally NASCAR is very notorious for every time anybody, somebody spins on a road course, they throw the yellow. It's just, you know, we've just seen it. Um, But it's more of a safety factor after that. Yes and no. Okay. If you're going to take, if you're going to take racing in that particular turn too, too, you know, too wide, then yeah, fine. But at no point during the course of the race that day, from beginning to the point when they threw the yellow, was it in danger of being a part of, you know, being in the racing groove? It was in the marbles. Nobody's going to run their car out there. All that tire debris is going to stick to your tires and it's going to ruin your handling. It's going to cause you to spin. Nobody's going out there. NASCAR could have very easily had somebody go over there, wait until the racing was away from that area, run out onto the track, grab it, because it's a two and a half mile road course. Uh, well, I mean, it's not two and a half miles, but I mean, it's 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 a road course. And just get out there and, and get it. You know, because you've got safety workers with with uh, covers, you know, or, or entrances or openings in those fences all over that track. And it's to allow safety personnel to get to a driver in a timely fashion. You take somebody, one of those safety workers, over to one of those entrances or one of those openings in the wall, and when the pack passes you, run out there like you're trying to steal something, grab the sign, and haul your ass back in, you know, behind the wall. Easy peasy. I don't agree with the caution. I think that the NASCAR could have handled it a lot differently. Um but that's just my humble, uneducated opinion. I mean, again, this I, I'm, I'm not somebody who races cars for a living. 
I've got nothing to do with NASCAR professionally. They don't pay my bills. They don't put food on my table. Um, I mean, if anything, racing costs me money because I'm the one buying the memorabilia. I'm the one buying T-shirts and, you know, going to the, you know, going to the events and, and spending my money to go sit in the seats. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that. I think that they need to be more consistent and more precise with the criteria because I mean, now they've set a precedent. So if a road sign goes out into a non-raced part of a turn on a, on a track somewhere, specifically the road courses. It's all fair and games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they're going to have to throw the costume because if they don't do it the next time, I mean, if there's any one thing that I think I remember over the course of the years that I've been watching this sport is the fact that you know, you've got a lot of, of drivers complaining about the consistency upon which NASCAR enforces their rules. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Um, I said that there was going to be a concussion tie in with NASCAR. So um, right now, I mean, they're talking about, um, uh, I mean, the, the, the design of the race car that they're using now, uh, the, the crunch or the, 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 the crunch uh, crunch zones um, mm-hmm. on the cars are smaller than they were on the previous generation car. Uh, so the drivers are feeling more of the energy from the impacts. Uh, now they're, now they're looking at, I think I read somewhere earlier that they're looking at the seats as not being stable enough around the head. Yes. They're wearing Hans devices. Hans is H A N S it's head and neck restraint system. Um, it's something that they clip onto their onto their body and then clip into their helmet. And it keeps their heads from going like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps their heads from turning side to side, but it doesn't keep their heads from bouncing back and forth. Um, and it just with the with with the safety features on this car, I was listening to Dale Junior's download um, on the way back from Wichita Falls earlier this week. Um, Dale Junior. and and it, and is talking about, you know, him and Mike Davis were talking about, you know, it's almost like these cars have gone backwards, you know, as related to the, the previous generation car, the old car. And that's not where we want to go. Um, NASCAR's kind of almost seemed to have lost its way a little bit uh, as far as like profitability, marketability, um, I'm still not completely convinced on the Chicago street course race for next year. Um, I, I get that that's a market that they want to get into and, it, and it's vital to go into these markets uh, that have either seemed forgotten or have not been tapped yet uh, to, you know, very specifically just kind of get in there and, and, ex, you know, expose the sport to a new, a new market and uh, to, to bring people into it. Um that's the TV TV rights deals are being negotiated. Um, Though the problem with the TV deals is the fact that you got your broadcast and then you got your streaming platforms like your peacocks, um, you know, it's, you know, Hulu's and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I know that like Fox has a deal with Hulu. Um, I know that 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 uh, the NBC network that gets the second half of the season, they own USA Network. Uh, they also own Peacock. Um, 
And they, you know, something they may, if a race goes long, they'd be like, okay, well, we're moving this over to the Peacock streaming platform. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's just forcing people to buy a streaming service. Um, it's almost to the point now, I mean, you remember everybody was talking about how they're cutting the cord, getting rid of cable and they're going to streaming only because of one reason or the other. And they were talking about the biggest reason being the cost, but that's not so much the thing anymore because everybody's got a streaming profile and everybody's got exclusive content. And so, I mean, you're spending almost as much on cable or are on streaming services rather than you are cable now, or at least, you know, used to be. And I don't know, it just, the argument kind of gets a little, little, a little lost in the, you know, in the, in the endless series of handshakes, but. um, No, I had that theory. I had that theory, like uh, once Netflix started streaming their stuff is because. Yeah. Well, Netflix, I mean, Netflix really started this whole streaming thing. Yeah. Um, you know, fun fact, uh, Netflix actually offered itself up for sale to Blockbuster Video. Yeah. We'll see because we remember Netflix back in the day, it was a, a home, it was it was a male uh, DVD rental service. Yeah. And uh, Blockbuster almost didn't, uh, it was, I watched that, that documentary on Blockbuster. On, well, they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to buy you because this will never catch on. People are always going to want to come to the store on a Friday night. <laughs> and yeah. as it is, there's one operating, uh, independently owned and operated blockbuster video. That's in fucking existence. hilarious. No, no, no. What, what, what's fucking hilarious is it, the documentaries. If you go on Netflix, Netflix, uh, the last blockbuster. That's where yeah. that, that that's the uh, that's where the documentary is at. It's, it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I you. It's so sad is I didn't put like two to two together until like I didn't put one to one together until like right now. You know that Blockbuster Video Store sells its own swag, and it and it can't keep it in stock. Yeah. Uh. It also it also uh. It has a uh, memorabilia. Yeah. It has, and, like, and I'm like, man, you know, I mean, and it's it wasn't a Friday night. Stars. It wasn't a Friday night or slash Saturday morning, unless you know you were going into Blockbuster to pick out what movies you're going to watch with the friends and family that evening, and then you knew that before you took that bastard back that you 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 looked at the tape to see if it was rewound and it had "Be Kind" rewind sticker on there. Yeah, you no, know, you you just never lived because. You could spend what two or three dollars to rent a movie, or no? Back then it was like ninety nine cents to a dollar ninety nine to yeah. rent a movie, but then you're going to spend like twenty dollars in candy. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> but um, so talking about the concussion protocol stuff that that for for NASCAR, Alex Bowman released a statement earlier today. He's still going to be out of the car. He said he's going to be out of the car for at least another three weeks, which is going to basically the earliest that he can come back now at this point is going to be uh phoenix the last race of the year um noah gregskin who drives the number nine car for uh, uh the the number nine bass pro black rifle coffee car for dale, uh, dale jr's motorsports mm-hmm. on the xfinity side he's filling in for alex bowman running that car so that way the uh the allied sponsors can can get their track time but um he's still suffering from concussion symptoms and he's he, he he's not he doesn't feel right getting back into the car currently. So, I mean, he's like, I'm talking to Well, he's, at least he's able to admit it. Like, 
some of these. Yeah, and then Kurt Busch is doing like, the same. You know, do, Kurt Busch is the same way. Uh, Ty Gibbs is filling in for him over at 2311 Racing, um, running his Monster Energy car. <sighs> concussions, everybody has known about concussions in NASCAR racing. It's been a problem for years, and nobody really addressed it until Dale Jr. took time away from the car at the end of his career to get healed. Yeah, and yeah. you know, so I mean, Dale Jr. Part of his legacy, you know, I mean, he may not have won championships and he may not have won tons of races, but part of his legacy is the fact that I think he did a very huge part. He had a very huge part in trying to make the sport better. Um, I mean, yeah, he's just, very big. Just by he, taking that little bit of step, he he yeah. improved this sport. Yeah. I mean, he stepped away from it and said, hey, look, this is a problem, and this is something that it's okay to get help for. And um, I, I found his book out in the garage the other day. It's called Racing to the Finish, uh, Finish and it, it talks about his journey through those concussions. Um, but, you know, it's – I mean, it's – I mean, it's just – it's something NASCAR definitely needs to look at. Um, there, I mean, we've got four weeks left in the season and once that champion is crowned at the end of the year, once that, you know, I mean, NASCAR has got to get on the ball because, um, speed weeks will start up in gonna, February. You think they're going to wait until the next, uh, car change up or do that no when no uh, no 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 um last week dale jr download uh, or this week's Dan, dale jr download um guy he, uh, their guest um he's in charge of the r&d and so he's i mean he's constantly looking i mean they're constantly looking at the car trying to say okay what can we do better how can we fix this and They've got committees with drivers on them. They've got people from the competition side, from the safety side, from the drivers. I mean, they're getting a lot of input on this car. And this is really the first year that they have fielded this car. But they they should have waited another year to field this car, honestly, before, you know, they they rolled it out. Because it's just got so many bugs. And, you know, it's it's not – I mean, using – real world applications and people's livelihood and their health as a test bed for, you know, to find out as to, I mean, to, to use it as a litmus test to find out as to whether or not you did it right. I think NASCAR completely missed the mark on it. Um, I think they pushed this car out for optics, pure, plain and simple. Um, but, you know, and, and it's, you know, we've got two top tier drivers on at the top series who have taken time away from the car. Both of them, both of them were in the playoffs. And they're out of the car. They're having a substitute driver driving their car for the rest of the year, basically, because concussions. And the concussions came from the fact that this car has safety flaws in it. Smaller crumple zones means the drivers are feeling more energy from the impacts. I mean, it's not that they're driving harder and driving faster and that the angles are different. It's just the fact that there's the, the, the crumple zone is designed to dissipate the energy of an impact before it gets to the driver. 
Yeah. And this car has smaller crumple zones. The drivers are feeling more of the impacts. Um, Kyle Larson's talking about it. Kevin Harvick's talking about it. Alex Bowman, he's got concussions because of it. Kurt Busch, concussions because of it. And it's just, it's not as safe as they need it to be. And they really need to step their game up and in, in, during the off season to get this car ready because they need to get these safety implementations um, or the, the safety, uh, safety improvements implemented in the cars and get that information filtered out and disseminated to the teams in time for them to put this stuff in action and in place in the cars before they roll out for the, the clash at the LA Coliseum uh, next February. And that's all there is to it. So, you know, I mean, and, and especially the following week, you got the Daytona 500. That's a, that's, that's, that's a super speedway. That's a plate track. And you're, you're reaching speeds of up to 200 plus miles an hour. And it's dangerous. I mean, the sport is inherently dangerous to begin with, but when you got guys going that fast inches off of each other's doors and the wind, wind is just buffeting these cars around it doesn't take very much for somebody to get some, get just the right amount of air up underneath their car. They get sideways and start spinning down the back stretch or down the front stretch at over a hundred miles an hour. And if that, if, if a corner of the car catches anything wrong, that car's going end over end, maybe a little bit of airborne and, and, and in the past has gone into the catch fence, you know, and, and taking spectators and putting them in the line of fire, you know, it, it just, it, and we've even had people die at these tracks, and it's because the energy from these from these impacts are just rifling through the body of that driver. So, you know, it's you if you want a product, if you want a racing product that is going to keep fans in the seats, keep people tuning in at home. These drivers need to feel comfortable in these cars. They need to go, they need to be able to strap into these cars knowing that, yes, I could have a wreck, but I know that I'm going to walk away from it. And I just, I think that, you know, I mean, they're, they're one bad day away from having a vote of no joy put, put on this car and drivers going, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. You know, you'll see a race running at about 120 around a big track and that will be terrible for ratings terrible for ticket sales and but drivers ultimately are going to make a point and they're going to say enough is enough so but um yeah i'm oh oh nerd news nerd news oh my god okay i completely nerded out um the other day uh let me see here what'd you what'd you do okay so the houston arcade and pinball expo oh yeah november the weekend of november 11th celebrating their 20th show um this I, I just completely flipped out. Special guests this year, Lance Guest and Catherine Mary Stewart. Now, you're like, what? why should those names mean anything to me? Well, 
That's Alex Rogan and Maggie from The Last Starfighter. I know. Dude, I've got my Star League t-shirt ordered. <laughs> and I told Mindy, I was like, dude, this can be my birthday present. I have to go to this show. I've got the original Nintendo Last Starfighter video game. It's nothing like the arcade game that they played in the movie, but you know, it's it's one of those yeah. really bad yeah. movie knockoff video games. But I, I've I've still got the original cartridge from my Nintendo. I'm going to see if I can get him to sign it, and then I've got my Blu-ray flipping around this house somewhere. I'm going to track it down, and I'm going to have him sign it. I'm going to frame those bastards. But dude, oh. You had to take it's Alex, man. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to take my phone and I'm going to see if I can get him to, you know, I'm going to tell him about our show. (laughs) And I'm going to, I'm going to be like, Hey man, can I get just, can I get a soundbite from you, dude? I I just real quick, you know, like, Hey, this is Lance guest, Alex Drogan from the last starfighter. If you're not tuning into angry me, then you're evil. Like You'll Zerg. figure it out. You get, you get yeah. it. I'd be like, Sometime. don't be like the forces of Zerg. Listen to angry me, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That would actually probably work. That would be great. But I'm like sitting there going, Oh my God, it's Alex and Maggie. What? No. I mean, I got goosebumps. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm, I'm bouncing around in the car and I, and, and Mindy's looking over at me and she's like, and I was like, check it out, look, look. And she's like, you're so cute when you get excited about stuff. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But all right, man. I think we're going to go ahead and land this plane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was a pretty good show. Um, again, we apologize for it being late, but you know, I had personal business earlier in the week that prevented me from being actually physically on camera. And then last night I, I sat down to eat with my family and I just, I just lost track of time, dude. I mean, we're sitting there, um, we're watching, um, hidden figures last night. Mm. Um, the movie about the, the, the black women who worked yeah. at NASA during yeah. the sixties, really excellent movie. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's on Disney plus, but, um, but yeah, I made it a point like, you know, I need, we needed to get this episode in. But um, I, I, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, I think what we're going to probably do, I'm going to start researching European football leagues over the next couple of weeks. Um, because when we first introduced European football as a segment of the show, I really want it to be a big deal. Yeah. So, um, because I, I, if there's if there's any way to, to like kill the numbers from the European continent coming in, it's to sound like a complete blithering idiot when you're talking about football. So, um, I'm going to do my research on that. And then, uh, you know, what you and I can sit down, we can spitball it. We can kind of war plan it and everything like that. But, uh, I, I really wanted to, I want us to be able to do it right. Yeah. What's really strange is, is our, uh, YouTube numbers are actually going down a little bit, but everything else is going up. It's so, yeah, it's because I think everybody's kind of migrating away from YouTube as it is. That's but, why I put uh, all of our stuff on all platforms, not just. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. Let's go ahead and land this plane. Um, it's, I, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I've got a jumper in the door. So okay, uh, I'm David Dickerman, and this is Johnny Skelchin, and this is Nerd Sports. Oh, you do you botched that ending up all together? Yeah, try that again. That was that was. You are. 
I'm David Dickerman. And I'm Johnny Skelton. Thank you for listening to Nerd Sports episode, apparently number 78. Yes. Bam. <laughs>